What the hell we got here? Some kind of public access show or something? DPS Report! Mr. Dobbelina, Mr. Bob Dobbelina, Mr. Dobbelina, Mr. Bob Dobbelina, Mr. Dobbelina, Mr. Bob Dobbelina, Mr. Bob Dobbelina, Mr. Bobbelina, Mr. Dob Bobbelina, Mr. Dobbelina, Mr. Bob Dobbelina, Mr. Dobbelina, Mr. Bob Dobbelina, Mr. Bob Dobbelina. Hello, everybody, and welcome. To yet another installment of the TPS Reports podcast. And we back, and we back, and we back. How's everybody doing out there? Mr. Dobbelina, Mr. Bob Dobbelina. I like the up. Mr. Bobble, Mr. Dobbelina. No, I said Bobbelina. Dobbelina. <laughs> what a dumb fucking song. <laughs> I love Dell. Legendarily dumb. I love the shit out of Dell, but that's always been. A yeah. prime example to me as like stupid dated. Yeah, hip-hop. don't show that to Timpani Coco guy. <laughs> Mr. Bobolino. Mr. Dobbelino. Mr. Bob Dobbelino. <laughs> uh, hey everybody. Uh, Palmer Square is back again. <laughs> Fresh off a new release of our mumble rapper video. Uh, thanks for watching it. We know you already saw it. Uh, watch it some more. Taking Share the it internet with your loved ones. By still we broke the internet. Yeah, dude, it's I'm broke. pretty sure. I just work. checked. We're recording this early. It's it's actually still the day that we released it. My internet's I, down. I just checked. It's been out five hours. Two thousand views. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought some we people put out videos for two years that don't have two thousand views. Some some people just like really leveled off eight years ago. Us. People don't forget. <laughs> Plateauing. Is In my head, mean? still, I still think like we released something, especially this. I'm proud of this. I think it looks great. I think we nailed it. I think it's some of our best lyrical acrobatics. And so I'm like, I can't. It's a good thing. Like, I'm supposed to feel like this, right? I feel like this is the one. Like, it's, I don't know how it's going to be, but like. Stop feeling like that. <laughs> but not, it's when never I, when I say the one, one I don't mean like we're going to be Drake tomorrow. I mean, like, the, like, we'll get 10,000 views today, like yeah. the day we release it. And I'm like, well, yeah. It's okay that we didn't, but still, I'm like, we've been doing this a long time. We should. It would have been nice if, like, we could drop a video and just be like, whoa, look how fast they used the to be, feedback like, is coming in. We used to get like 20,000 overnight. Look. Not ungrateful, not doing it. The landscape has changed. Tell me about it, dude. Have you fucking clicked around Meta, the Meta business suite recently? I I try my best not to. So ever, my, I ever. don't even have Facebook anymore. It's the worst website there is. I got hacked a couple of years ago while I slept, and then I was I was dumbfounded the next day. I was like, this can't happen. This is like this is identity theft. They took my profile away from me, and now it's like a blessing in disguise. Thank I you. never. Uh, you know, my girl has to show me what my family's doing, and that's okay. It's like I don't need to see every fucking Facebook post from everybody. So uh, I kind of like being disconnected. But on a release day, I go in there. I'm trying to like I make a post, and then I want to edit it. You know, and then I'm like, and then it's up for a little while. So I go, let me see how many views came in on the Facebook post. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. See how many views what, like you that. Retarded. <laughs> you think you could do that? I, I, I've never felt older, man. Not, not if Zuckerberg has anything to say about it. I, I've never, even in recent years, I just don't feel like you know the most. You know, I'm no spring chicken. I, I don't have like uh, I'm not connected in the Facebook world. And now I log in and it feels like homework, dude. I go look around Meta I don't get and like it. how to get the analytics. I'm like, just show me the number of fucking views. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. I still Honestly, don't know. I'm shitting on Mark Zuckerberg, but 
It's probably because he has nothing to do with anything. He's too busy training jujitsu or something. Got nothing to do with it. If he would get his fucking dork ass back to the headquarters and yeah. fix this Mark, problem, we need you. Um, I pinned a post. I pinned it, and then I went on my page, and it's not pinned. And then I, I changed our profile picture, and I changed it again, and I was just like, oh, like this one's better." And then it makes a post on your feed of like the Palmer Squares changed their profile picture. The Ooh. Palmer Squares changed it again. Riveting. And now those are the newest posts. Like above the video, I was like, I don't need this clutter. And I remember back in the day, you used to be able to click the three dots and just say hide from my feed. <laughs> the three dots. The three dots. I click the three dots now. Just click. You just click them. No drop down menu. No. Nothing. You just click three dots. And I was like, I, I, I've done it before. I know you used to be able to go and like hide, hide this post from my feed or delete it. Yeah. It'll still be my profile pic, but I don't need it alerting my fans. I, I, all I want them to see is the video. Anyways, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. But yeah, they should die. Apple. <laughs> you're off the hook this Facebook. week Facebook I want them all dead I saw there was uh, an account that except had, for the Russian bots it, show, it says you're cool some account you know it's everybody that shares your video has got an alert for that and then one account it was like this account by the way they have over 100,000 followers they shared your video and I was like oh that's great and then I just start clicking their account I want to check out who that is just, just like the three dots click click like it just doesn't take me to their page um, so anyways Mumble Rapper's out now uh, I really like how it turned out. It's going to make us famous. It's the thing. We're going to be... No, next this is the week, one. We're not going to be able to do a podcast next week because we're going to be too busy. That's why we're doing it we're early. We're going to be on a press junket. We're going to be too busy. Fourth wall breakage. <laughs> we're doing this early because next week we've already prepared a press tour. <laughs> we had to clear our schedule. <laughs> junk it. <laughs> so we should do with this video. Part, we should right? just junk it. Uh, so shout out Josh Grant who made the beat. Shout outs, Josh Grant. Shout Thank out, you for uh, making this beat eight years ago. We didn't forget... People don't forget. And uh, thanks for not like getting rid of it. I hit him up three years ago and I was nothing. like, we're about to drop that track. Yeah. He's like, whatever. Like, let me know. Meandering years for go half by. a decade. A whole pandemic comes and goes. And I was like, <laughs> we still didn't do it. You know, I actually found um, a rough recording. So you're, Why your you verse, this? I'm not even going to play your verse because it's the same. Awful. But I have this, like one or two changes. Uh, here's the only change I found when I was listening to this earlier. And by the way, this is like... Uh, we weren't even trying to sound good. This was literally us laying the first drafts of our verses out over the beat. And it's it sounds like shit because we weren't trying to, to nail a take. We were like, we need to know this no, no, so no that one's we, supposed to we know this. the structure of the take. Yeah, we, we, were gonna, we were going to revise the beat to fit our lyrics, and we just needed to know. So what's interesting is... Um, so at the beginning, I used to go first. You went first. We talked about this last week. Yeah, this has been through so many cycles of revision, and mostly my lyrics, but just in general, yeah, who went first, how the beat was chopped up to Who's fit the on verses. Who's second? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like we said last week, with after your alterations, it was clear to me who had the better... Stop it. You're talking uh, about me? Yeah. I don't think so at all. And I, I, I think it's, it was clear to me three years ago that you did. That's why I fucking went back to the drawing board two, three times. Because two tree. A couple two tree. And I was like... Yeah, but it worked. It wasn't... Yeah, but I needed to be on your level for this one specifically. Um, and what sucks, though, is the, the stuff I chopped out of my verse for this... There's a couple parts I am going to recycle, and so I don't want to like play the whole, Whatever, the whole thing. No, dude. I'm fucking spoilers, dude. It's only like... No, it's like 100,000 people that listen to this podcast. It's like a whole 16 bar verse that I chopped out and replaced. Yeah. Anyways. That's no, a big show. A lot of people listen. 
You shouldn't give it away. So, anyways, there's a part at the end where you say, Or we don't know what's on the billboard. Hey. All of you bitches is eyesore. What? Fetus is coming out stillborn. Yeah. Fill up my head full of chemicals. Uh. All of you bitches is eyesores. That yeah. got replaced with another billboard line, Those I guess. Rhyme. Get the fuck out of here. Um. So then I start with this, which I guess, yeah. Spoiler, I'm gonna say this later on something else. It's Acumeno, the one and only. Stumble home feeling drunk and lonely. Television on Wonderama. Panasonic, Samsung, and Sony. That line sucks, and I already revised that actually, so it isn't even that. Wonderama. I, what did I. <laughs> it's Acumeno, the one and only. Stumble home feeling drunk and lonely. Uh, something about. Drink uh, a bubbly, watching Futurama. I say something about like Guns and Roses and uh, Welcome to the Jungle Mowgli. Something about okay. I, I changed it to a Jungle Book reference. So, That's pretty uh, cool. Anyways, skipping ahead. Not bad. I never stick my nose up. I like no, no, Jungle no. Book more than Wonderama. It, it, I, Panasonic, Samsung, or Sony. It fits the rhyme scheme perfectly, but I hated the random nature of television and then listing televisions it was i know i say a lot of random shit but right. even for me that what was about like Zenith? what the hell am i talking what about, about symphonic <laughs> what about vizio yeah the irrational thinker back in the lab with a beaker of acid i'm a natural leader lately my ego's been growing from teeny to massive feeling bold as a cup of folders rich aromas pungent odors club promoters don't plug my shows i never stick, stick my, my nose up or shrug my, my shoulders. shoulders a born achiever got a key for the gatekeepers sigourney weaver see me on so that whole Sigourney Weaver thing comes first in the official release. I, I put the club promoters well, and all of that. sometimes not at all. <laughs> Cup of Fultures, all of that came first, and then Sigourney Weaver. That was another thing. I just listened back to this a lot, and I thought the it was out of order. When I, this whole damn verse is out of order. Beat me to it. <laughs> Corden, performing Freebird, riding four deep in a Ford T-Bird, a bird in the hand, two in the bush, burning up all the... So that whole shock and discovery, Kathy and Misery hitting the books, all of that stuff, I... I rewrote when I listened back to this, and I was like, all right, some of these need to get scrapped, and then I need to change the order, and then I need some connecting bars. Blueberry kush, soup in a can for supper again. This shit ain't as cool as it looks. I much prefer the used to hang soup with- Soup in a can for supper again? It doesn't even rhyme. What a dork. <laughs> um, yeah, changed that to used to run with a crew full of crooks, but that shit ain't as cool as it looks. Better rhyme. Smoking hydroponic Hawaiian ganja with ayahuasca. Opening line mid-verse. That's crazy. Crazy. What was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> That's bonkers. I know I've mentioned that line on the podcast once or twice in like the last Hiawatha. year. Yeah, Hiawatha. and I was I was like teasing, just like there's a line that, I, and I love that line. I never considered it an opening line. Cracking egg and knowledge all over me until I just threw it at the top, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. It's and another thing about that. What is Hiawatha? Uh, he's like an Indian chief. Oh yeah, um, okay. Yeah, he's like a Egg of legendary native. Cracked. Um, but either way, I like <coughs> a lot of this verse. The problem for me, anyways, was like something that started. You can find me smoking hydroponic. Like hydroponic is on beat one, and I can't just start any any part of the verse where I say that and just start. You know that shit ain't as cool as it looks. Hydroponic Hawaiian ganja with like I gotta have the part about smoking it. And that comes, right. it was like the heads and tails where parts uh, end of one chunk meets the beginning of that. They like overlap. So I, I had to like rearrange things just to make them, yeah. make them fit anyways. That's why I wrote that dumb first verse or the first <laughs> draft of uh, Supper Brigade. That shit ain't as cool as it looks because it started a beat later. And then like, and then I could get the word smoking in. You know what I mean? It's just like right. it all, it was, it was too uh, shoehorned. Ain't as cool as it looks. Smoking hydroponic. I need the extra beat to say smoking hydroponic or something. So, yeah, I ended up saying like, I've been fuck smoking. it. 
yeah, I just, that's how I led into it. I just gave it its own little, you can finish, smoking, beat one, finally. And everything else was easier to kind of, to move I'm in. Hawaiian ganja it's usually the, the best solution when you have lines like that is like, well, I guess I'll just have to make that move the first it over line. there. Yeah. But then you can only have one of those perverse. That happened with a few lines. Perverse. Uh, in this track where there was a couple things that just like. We're such long-winded dummies. <laughs> You're telling me. Now while I drive a Mazda, hit and run like I'm Mike Piazza. Yeah, see me live in concert and hypothesize why I'm hostile. Micro dots help align my chakras, so pop a tab and recite the mantra. Militant. I wrote something else about a Hyundai Elantra. You know I got a car fetish. Right. I realized I drive a Mazda and Hyundai Elantra rhyme. I was like, fuck right. this other thing about micro dots and uh, Oh, I, I take a tab. Ooh, Nerd. Yeah, that's another thing. When I talk about popping tabs now, three years ago, it, it felt popping right. Popping melatonin tabs exactly. and you're afraid because they're expired. <laughs> that was the CBD, dude. You nerd. That melatonin was good. Still can't get over that you were like. <laughs> I was worried. It's expired. <laughs> if anything, that means it's just not going to work. It's just going to be a gummy bear. I just, I'm, I can't be wasteful, so it doesn't matter if it's expired. I still eat it. Can't but... be wasted either. Yeah. God forbid. Um. No, it's like the car thing <laughs> is dorky. But the pretend popping tabs thing is dorkier. And it's played out. Everyone's doing that. I talk recently Everyone's popping tabs. About, uh, no like, one's driving a Hyundai Elantra. I say finna pull up in a... I don't say finna uh, when I'm writing verses nowadays. It's just not a thing I really say anymore, yeah. and I feel like I'm faking the funk. I won't, I won't let go of that. So like that's the thing I let go of. And also when I look back three years at a, at a three-year-old verse that I was revising in the last year, I was like, yeah, the whole popping tabs and doing acid... I haven't done acid in five years. How about I write something a little more? Yeah. Like even the, you know, I don't have soup in a can for supper much, but I did used to run with a crew full of crooks. We were little vandals, dude. We were the chaos punks. <laughs> the chaos punks. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the, the rest is pretty... Uh, I got one of those lines. Uh, Just interesting. These things are on the shelf for so many years, and it's like, finally it's out today, or, you know, last Friday to yeah. the listener. Um, I've been working on this this chunk forever now and i can't figure out a way to like it's just too wordy yeah we've been doing this for 12 years so i say uh stop prescribing psychotropic drugs to psychopathic killers puffing hydroponic nugs watching michael jackson's thriller no we got fiber optic plugs to plug you in Boo! siphoning the blood to suck out microscopic bugs beneath the skin all i can tell you sir is that sounds cool Saying it like spoken word, because I don't have a beat to try and keep the with. The beat really, yeah, you got to fit it between the like, the walls are closing in like Indiana Jones or something. and you Stop describing psychotropic drugs to hydroponic, you know, I already screwed it up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the walls are closing in. Um, uh, it's tough though. I know, I know how it is. Um, I'll figure that one out in another five years. One thing we definitely, I feel like we leveled up, personally speaking, was... Uh, <laughs> Shopping for the location because I love the location we found. Um, yes, it's true that when we do a live one take like that and we're recording the audio in this, like the way that those different cubby hole sets they had, you know, just uh, two by four walls, mm -hmm. you know, made of two by four jutting out. When we two like two by fours are two by four, 
That was plywood. <laughs> what? Plywood walls. You know, two by fours. Yeah, but two by four set the the whole set to plank. That's what you you put the plywood on is the two by four standing upright. Yeah, I'm just nitpicking. Shut the fuck up, <laughs> would you please? <laughs> um, this fucking guy never took wood shop. Like the sound. Uh, Neither the, did I. The sound bounces around differently, and like when I was listening to it, and we, you yeah, know, we, we have a studio version of this coming out on Friday, also. So pre-save that and blah blah blah. Much better audio, of course. But we that's we're not lip syncing to that. We we do two takes. Like we we have the live one and then we have the studio one. So in the live one, the location when we entered different parts of it, it would make the sound different. Certainly when the, my first line talking into the mirror and then when I step back, major difference in like my my tone of voice. Yeah, when tried I'm to like, fix uh, it and it was like fuck it, just leave it. Stacking my chips in that corner. Yeah, you're like farther from the camera. Mike, I hate, it's the worst part of the video. I hate it. But like when we're in the cubbies is different from like when you get up from that and you're like ha, that's when the chuckling stops. And now you're in the middle of all of them. You can see like every set behind you. Yeah. That's like it has this open sound, and then when you get in the cubby area with with the bed or the couch, you know, it's like I don't know. It's just really nitpicky shit I'm talking about. Right. But uh, we're our own biggest critics as far as what we could control, like our delivery and the rhymes we presented and the location as it looks. It's like I think it's one of our best one takes for sure. I just don't like myself. <laughs> I also um, more than any other video in this one, I can't. I don't know what to do with my hands. It looks like it I, I kind of like me. I kind of like what you're doing at the end. You're not doing much, but you're just putting them out like you're grabbing a pair of invisible boobies. It's terrible. You know, I, I like it. I hate it. You're the only one. I like when everyone uh, hates me. There's the zoom, the punching on your face during the billboard that line part at the where end. It looks it like, looks I'm like adjusting the camera. It looks like Muffugger, where you're like wearing the camera yes. for a second. It like really Snorry gets intimate. Cam. Yeah, um, yeah, because everyone's bored out of their mind. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like at that one part that I'm reaching out and that I like grab the camera and straighten it, I think it looks which great. I don't, I don't do that. You don't even touch it. I love how it looks like that. in that yeah. one part, um, but I for also, most of my verse, every time I watch it, I'm just like, what are you doing with your hands? You but, fucking dork. By the time this comes out, I, uh, I will have just put up, I got, uh, we talked about this last week. Someone said show an alternate take or some outtakes. I put a little one minute, one and a half minute yeah. reel together of all the outtakes. There aren't many. We pretty much nailed it. Most of the takes. We're solid. We're pros. So I put every outtake I could find where we fucked up. And one of them is funny. Is like when you try to, you're looking at the camera for the chips line. And yes. there's like, I just zoom in on your hand, patting the table like a blind man. Where they at? <laughs> You just can't find the chips for like four takes. Um, we rearranged them so that they were easier to grab. And uh, by the way, we may have mentioned this already last week, but those props, like we didn't bring them and we weren't, we didn't even think until we showed up. We didn't rent the location no. with the thought about like, oh, they have chips and yeah. we have a line about chips and they have a blackboard and I have a line about books. I had one idea. It was such a like happy accent when we got in there and we were feeling it out for the first hour. We're like, oh shit, dude, we could use a ton of this space like yeah. relevantly to I the had verse. One idea to bring uh, like bubbles. Like blowing bubbles? So that somebody could, when I say uh, smacking a bitch on the bubble, the bubble go pop. I wanted in my head, I was like, it'd be cool if there were bubbles floating by when I said that, and then I could pop one. Right. On that would pop. be pretty hard to coordinate, honestly. That would have been. <laughs> it would ruin every take if and you didn't hit the bubble right. I found a jar of bubbles, unopened. Oh, at, at the location. They just didn't have one of the sticks to like dip in it and blow. Yeah. But for like five minutes, Plus. I was like, we, we got it. I, I could figure this out. I couldn't figure it out. Right. Our um, time was limited. We were paying for every minute we were there, but it's fine without it. Yeah, we rented it for, I think, three or four hours, and then we went longer than that, so we tacked on an extra hour and a half, but it was like a... So I, I was... Uh, the I entire went on Instagram. last hour and a half of which there was a like guys next door... For the whole shoot, honestly. Blaring 
music. There was there's a music studio attached to that like TV set studio. They weren't they were filming also though. They weren't recording the people music. at the end. But the, the whole time they were playing like we right. had to ask several times like we were shooting live audio in your like TV production set. I guess spaces. like typically it's yeah we, you'd shoot without audio or those places are just for like some chick to take a photo with her ass hanging out. There was so much bleed from the from the music studio and the other people shooting video. Yeah, there were other spaces uh, attached to that that we didn't use that other people were shooting music videos yeah. in at the time. And it's like, you know, you don't have to have the music at 11 cranked up to shoot the video. So we're like, you know, you're lip syncing over there. Can you turn that shit down? Right. We're actually rapping. So we're having uh, yeah, little butting heads a bit. But the thing is, we got the good take during the silent periods. It was just like a coin flip. We'd start doing a take and then start through the walls. And we're like, well cut you know this sounds like shit we can't do yeah. our take now um do you think anyways. people fuck in there do you think they've filmed like fucking? in that bed that we shared yeah i think we're the closest to fucking in it honestly kind of like a gross space yeah <laughs> a bed with two guys in it like that whole so <laughs> that whole room just when you get uh up close and personal oh, yeah, it's dusty it was pretty uncleanly i don't think people were fucking in it but i think a lot of people have gone through there there's and, uh, gotta have been a couple blowjobs filmed in that place in the corner, in the couch area, where you say... It's the best place to film a blowjob is the Dig corner. Dig a ditch, won't you stay a while? Like that area? Yeah. It was like the nicest... That's my least favorite part, but I, I felt like we were trying our best to everybody utilize. Like, I start in this space, then go here, and then go there. And then you end up on the Wheaties and, and the, the chips and all of that, so... I don't know why it's your uh, the least lighting part it beats the shit out of my the lighting in that dig a ditch eating pills no dude gesture Ugh. I look like I'm telling ghost stories around the campfire the way the harsh lighting in that one little yeah I couldn't get in and out of that room fast enough to to say Sigourney Weaver and get to the bottles I'm telling you, know? you someone's gotten in and out in that room um so yeah bottles bottle in front of me I'm looking around I was like oh shit like this is we gotta so we're, we're like doing choreography on the fly and just running it like without the camera for a while and just like the I'll fake start money. here the fake money dude I didn't start throwing the cash in the air until like the last 12 takes That's and we a- I want to say we did like 30 we did more than we usually do because a lot of them got drowned out by the fucking neighbor music you know I was also wearing the neighbor short shorts and booties yeah we talked about that term was wearing a different outfit and for like the first two hours of shooting and then looked at the takes and was like no. <laughs> so you change clothes and we basically started from scratch and then we only shot five takes in the Home Alone shirt and and it was the first one we shot yeah. after that that we used. Cause I think that was like our, our little halftime like uh, motivational speech. We looked at the t- and was like, this isn't good enough and we're running out of time. We only have a half an hour left. Speaking, We have to get the per- one right like now in the myself, new outfit. For myself, yeah, personally, we watched the first half of the takes and t- in my opinion, every one of them, you nailed it. Thanks. And I was like, I, am, yeah, I guess I did nail it. I am dragging this video down with my pale gams. It was mostly a visual thing. You nailed it vocally, <laughs> but you looked weird. <laughs> yeah. You'll see it on the Patreon outtakes this week. Um, yeah, I'd probably crushed it. Honestly, in hindsight, prefer one of those takes more if I was doing better hand stuff. Uh, in the old outfit? Yeah. No, nah, dude. It's good. It's good. I'll wear that outfit. It's chill. It's a vibe. It's chill. In the future. It's low-key affordable. Um, it's a vibe. So when we were looking for a uh, a location, yeah, you've seen our old videos, rooftop, train tracks, this free is a, outside. A, a thing every time we have um a track prepared to shoot a one take. Um that's like the next step, which always is befuddlement. It's the hardest part to is me is where are we going to do it? Yeah. 
I, I remember I put up an Instagram story that was just text, and I was like, does anyone have a cool-looking location we could shoot a video? And then off of that, I had like three friends message and say, have you heard of an app called Peerspace? And I was like, no. I remember the first guy, I logged it, and I was like, interesting, I'll check that out. And then our friend Ross, the photographer, yeah. was like, yo, Peerspace, check that out. And I was like, all right, I've heard this from a few people now. So it's basically like Airbnb for like photo shoots or video shoots. Right. You, you rent the location, the set. Uh, for a certain amount of hours or whatever, so <coughs> I start clicking around. We almost, dude, we almost settled on so many other locations. Or like, there was one that was legit. It was only books. It was like a, it, w- it looked like a, a library, yeah. a whole wall of books with the ladder. And we we're like, well, I, I say a line about hitting the books. I guess that's good enough to tie all this together. It had nice natural lighting, but honestly, that could be a, a problem. Too harsh a lot of times. Yeah. So it was cool that we found something without the sun. Um, coming through the window and we could control the lighting a little better. But yeah, as soon as we found that one, I was like, oh, this is so versatile. And most people would use this space like and shoot a scene, someone talking on this phone at the bar. Right. And then they'd shoot a separate scene of people playing poker at this table and going to the fake ATM machine over there or whatever. Like, we're used I was like, to, let's just wander this whole place and use yeah. every part off the buffalo. And we're used to doing that, wandering around, uh, acknowledge... Uh, yeah, the first hour all over that warehouse or ninety minutes, we just kind of like so it's kind of what sealed it. We start running takes, and each take gets a little more like uh, comprehensive. We start understanding, like, all right, okay, so this is my mark, and I have to hit. You know, I have to be sitting here for the chips line, and then sometimes you're doing a take, and you just go in a little too slow, and you're just like, like whatever, run it back, like right. The, and then after we figured out the chips thing, I figured out you know the throw the money thing, so we just. Yeah, the uh, stack in my chips line, you threw dollar bills originally, and I was like, no, dude, you say chips, and I say cash on delivery. Why don't you use the chips, and I'll say, and I'll throw the bills. Fine. It came together so organically. It, it was just, I don't know, I couldn't have figured a better location. Sure, the sound could have been better if we recorded it somewhere with a little more control, but nobody gives a shit. None of the people that listen to us, they just want to hear us say the bizarre rhyme patterns. Yeah. They want to hear our new ideas that rhyme, so this is that. Thanks, Usually everybody. Usually what matters to us does not matter to the viewer. No, no, it doesn't. At least our viewers. Uh, yeah. Even though we shot like 30 attempts, probably half of which were good options, it was only the last five because term changed outfits. And we were like, like I said, it was that halftime speech moment. We reviewed what we'd been doing for an hour and a half. And we were like, fuck, like, I don't like that I'm wearing this. I don't like how I said that line. I was doing another little gesture when I say like meditate. And I was doing like a little like, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit fucking thing before right. I did the the meditation hands. I was like, what am I doing with my hands there? So yeah, we like, we came out of this little 10 minute intermission, like this next one, we're going to fix everything we didn't like about all the last 20. And we did that first take. So go us, dude. Mumble Rapper out now. Share it with your friends. Taking the internet by storm. This it is, is be called Mumble Rapper. This is the one. We're it is be- on YouTube. Is it on Rumble? <laughs> Did we put it on Rumble? Have you checked Rumble since you set it up? I made us a Rumble, and it was supposed to transfer all of our YouTube content to Rumble. When's the last time you checked? Like four days ago, nothing still. Okay, so we're not going to re-upload all I of our checked YouTube content there, right? This is the first video we've uploaded to our YouTube since I made that, and I was like, maybe it's just like, for fut- like from here forward, whatever we upload, we'll go there. Still nothing. Well, I don't know want, how it works. I got all the videos. If you want to upload them over there, I'm not going to fucking redo our whole career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> upload I just everything figure, we've ever uploaded right. again. Um, 
It's it's like a new media space. We should have our media and all places available. If it if it transferred like you were talking about, I think it's a great idea too. But like to go and spend the time re-uploading all of our work from the fucking Philly Blunt Cipher to Mumble Rapper. I'm we like, also is like that worth our time. Really? Don't do like a live informative show where we're like uh, restricted in what we talk about politically or about vaccines or whatever. No, so we make noises like <laughs> that. That's really That's what we do here. Um, you can do that. Like on the YouTube. purpose of Rumble, I think. Yeah, uh, well, I think like why it's um, kind of had so much growth in the last couple of years is what people are restricted in talking about on YouTube. Right. That Matt Walsh woman documentary is going to go on Rumble. Hell yeah. Right. <laughs> That's where it's allowed. <laughs> I don't know. I I torrented it. Yeah. It's a. I, I watched some of it on Twitter because it was still on Twitter, but it was like, oh, you got to take this, see this before they take it down. And I always am a sucker for just like, I'll watch some. I don't yeah, know, I don't want to have to find it. I'll watch it. I, I'm sad to admit there's so much of it that like. It makes perfect sense to me. I just had a conversation with Melina recently and where I was saying like when it comes to like pronouns and gender and letting a kid decide that stuff, I was like, if they still believe in Santa, I just don't think it's even a conversation. Like right. they need to know Santa's not real before we get to that. And um, How about that, you that, when they made that point in the documentary, that the parts I was watching, I was just like, I just said this. Yes. Am I a bad guy? <laughs> How about you say- <laughs> Am I transphobic for thinking if you believe in Santa, you shouldn't know if you're a man or- Like, you're a dumb kid. Save theory. If it's just a theory, save that for college. Save it until it's figured out, until it's fact. Why don't you teach little kids fact? There's a point where he's talking to a, a, uh, a college professor who's like a gender studies and social so scientist or whatever. Who wants to end the interview? There's multiple people that want to. That, that, that's that the thing. Doesn't describe it well enough. Their reaction to yeah. being asked, "What is a woman?" They're like, "This interview's over." It's like, why is that such a weird? Why is that such a weird for question? anyone to storm out? I find concerning. The one dude who I think is a professor, his answer is anyone who identifies as a woman. And he's like, "What is that? How can you have the the word in the definition of the word? That doesn't yeah. make any sense." Yeah, and he's just like, "Have you have you are you familiar with the term like a cyclical? What are definition? they identifying as? Like, yes." Um, it's good. I said to you like 20 years ago, but the Santa thing checks out, right? Like if you believe in Santa, you're just not old enough to be decided. Dude, when I was like four or five, straight up, up. I didn't, I don't have memories. I don't think I have a memory from when I was younger than five. So if I can't make memories, I don't just don't think I should be making decisions about my gender yet. That's all. Right. I also, that's like the only point I was trying to make Santa. What I had for lunch (laughs) on Tuesday. Um, but anyways, I'm not going to get into a whole diatribe on pride month. Nonetheless, I said though that, uh, that, most of that documentary comes off like 20 years ago, even less. It would have been like a Daily Show segment. Yeah. Like Rob Corddry would have been asking those questions to the same For people. Sure. Yeah. And it, what the humor is just in the response, or I guess the lack of response. The, 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 sci- uh, the social scientist, the guy that works at the college or whatever, uh, he, he seemed to get very triggered by the use of the word truth. I saw that part. Yeah. And he was just like, I, he's like, I don't understand why you're even a- interested in asking these questions. He's like, well, I just want to like, I'm interested in the truth. And he's like, well, what truth? Dun, dun, dun. Right. Like my truth or your truth? He's like, no, I just believe there the is truth. the truth, you know? Fuck your truth. And then the guy gets so agitated truth. and he's like, this interview's, you got 30 more seconds and then it's over. And it's like, you, you teach at a university. How is discussing the truth like a trigger word for you? Right. Um, so again, I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll finish it on Rumble eventually. <laughs> All right, now that we got that out of the way, let's do some obituaries. Somebody died, now we're pouring one up in their memory.
Rest in peace, Sergio Calderon. The alien in the beginning of Men in Black whose head is on a stick. <laughs> that Mexican dude. Legend. Absolute uh, legend. He, he died. Is he from anything else? Um, Probably a lot of things. Yeah, but who cares? Don't Put your phone down. Put my phone Let's down, just, he says. <laughs> first and foremost. Um, Man, I, the big Willie style CD. I God, didn't realize that, that was on this album. So what did this also had? Um, uh, Miami. Miami. Bienvenidos a Miami. Yeah, uh, what was the other one? There's another hit. The, the big Get jiggy one. with it. Getting jiggy with it, Daw. That was Daw. on this? Fucking Daw jiggy. <laughs> I think so. Go to the track list of Big Willie Style. Man, this album must have gone Fire. quadruple platinum. Yeah. Um, you, got a, you got a bag with a lot of stuff in it. Give it to a friend. Let's bag spin. with a lot of stuff in <laughs> it. Stuff in it. <laughs> uh, he was in Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. He was in Little Fockers. Some little classic called Little Fockers. <laughs> Yeah, that guy wasn't really in much. But Men in Black, that was like a that was like a career defining performance. Yep. I think Danny Trejo ripped him off in Breaking Bad for that Tor- Tortuga episode. Oh my god, he's you're like, right. oh, Hispanic dude headless. I'm gonna take I'm doing that. I don't think he even like has a line, does he? I'd have to rewatch. I don't know it that well. I don't know. It's Tommy Lee Jones who speaks all the Spanish to him. Probably, yeah. They, you know, I don't they, think he says anything. Though. I think that's how they know he's an alien because he doesn't say anything because he doesn't know how to talk human. Yeah, man, Men in Black, the first one, fucking rules. Fire. When uh, Will Smith like pulls that table across the room, it's all loud. Yeah, <laughs> it's genuinely <laughs> the only movie. Like, I think it's it's my favorite Will Smith movie, and it's currently the only one. And this mm. is such a gay perspective, but I'm like, since the Black Oscars, month. I was like, when I went like Will Smith's face in a thumbnail, I'll be like. This guy sucks now. I'm just like, what a jerk. Like, I, that really, like, stayed what with me a year. a jerk. That doesn't apply to Men in Black, the first one. I don't even see the guy who slapped Chris Rock when I watched that. Come on, dude. You liked it more than seven pounds? I you never crazy? saw that. Never saw it. Never saw Pursuit of Happiness either. And now, never will. Can you name seven movies with seven in the title? I tried to do this with my girl the other day. Uh, seven Psychopaths. That, I had that. Seven. I had that. Um... What was the one we just said? <laughs> Come on, Big Willie. Wait. What? What? It's a weight. Oh, seven pounds. There you go. We just said it. Had right, that. that was the one we just said, and I didn't remember. <laughs> just I had that it. one. Okay, so how about this? Saw seven. Uh, we, that doesn't do count. The- Fuck. Is there like, even a saw seven? I think there's eight. I had to get him ten. Was it even called Saw Seven though, or was it called like Spiral or whatever? With Shut Chris up, Rock? dude. Splitting hairs again. No, I don't. There's no way I'll get to seven movies with seven in the title. Um, I did this the other oh, day uh, uh, with Bird. 127 I, hours. James okay. Franco. Let's Good go. one. Uh, Didn't uh, have that. What's the What's the zombie one? Is that seven or is that uh like twenty twenty eight days later? Fuck. Yeah, you fuck. Read. Fuck. It's eight. <laughs> All right, so we got four. I'll give you four. This is how, this, you have to have a seven movie marathon of movies. So we have four. Okay, maybe seven. maybe if we can't, we have the rest of the episode and Patreon to try and think of three more movies. With I got seven. one right now. Give it to me. Six days, seven nights. Harrison Boom. Ford and that chick who died in the car. Her right. name's Anne Hayes. Anne Hayes. Put some respect on her damn name. Um, Anne Hayes. Put some respect on her damn name. <laughs> 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 Rhymes if you go at the end. <laughs> um, so that's five? That's four. No, that's five. Seven saw seven didn't count. 
Dude, okay, now we have to start all over again. Seven Are you psychopaths, seven. Yeah. Seven pounds, six days, seven nights. And 127 hours with James Franco. Oh, fuck. You're already just cutting my ideas out of our conversation. Um, <laughs> That's five, so we need two more. And technically, the number in that one is 127. But the words, the seven is in it. No, I'll count you it. You have to count that. I'll count it. There's like an obvious one I'm forgetting that I said the other day. 17 candles. Oh, fuck. The Magnificent Seven. Right. And then. There's six. Seven Samurai. But. You just did it. The Magnificent Seven is an adaptation of Seven Samurai. God, you're a real jerk. You're a hipster doofus. (laughs) Remember I saw Seven Samurai in the theaters at Logan a couple years ago and some kid next to me dressed like a samurai and had a bow staff? Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So wait. So we still need one more? Or are we going to count that as seven I mean, titles? one for good measure. Th- one for good measure. Would be nice. Come on now. The Seventh Seal, right? Had that the other day. Isn't Way to go, Demi- my friend. Demi Moore movie, right? Not have anything to do with Demi Moore. It's from like from the 50s, The Seventh Seal. It's where the guy plays chess with death. No, what was the one with her, though? It's called, okay, hold it's on. It's called G.I. Jane. No, shut up. She was a Marine, Don't not a Navy d- Seal, you dork. Keep her name out your mouth. Um, Demi Moore Seal. What was that movie? Seal. Something. Go up. Show no, the movie. Right I thought it was. Uh, it's like it's. It was a shitty movie that was basically. Oh, a what do you know? It came up with G.I. Jane. It's not the one, dude. God, you're so corny. Seventh. The seventh sign. That's what it's called with Demi Moore. No one's ever even heard of the seventh. I watched sign. it all the time when I was a kid. Pussy. Did you? It's basically the seventh seal. They remade it with a chick. Does she get naked or something? Ago. Why would you watch that all the time? No, it was. It came out when I was born. It was, it was uh, We see, did it. Seventh sign. With Peter Friedman, Michael Bean, and Demi Moore. I dare anyone listening to actually watch all of those movies. In First of all, I knew what I was talking about. Demi Moore was in a thing with seven in it. No, yeah, you're right. Fuck you. You're pussy. good. <laughs> we did it. Obits. Um, we are moving along. All right, who we got? Um, don't have much to say, but Gary Kent, who is the legendary Hollywood stuntman. Who served as the inspiration for Cliff Booth in Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Behind oh, the green so now stuntmen, door. So now stuntmen counting the game. I watched uh, Death Proof before I came here today. The best. You and Dylan were uh, hounding me. We, we said how at our friend's bachelor party. Um, because we're dorks and we didn't see a single booby the whole weekend. We just played like top five. Yeah. And I didn't include Death Proof Don't in my top five. Don't forget about Sherlock Gnomes. We watched that. Yeah. Um, and my top five Tarantino, I did not include Death Proof, but I did include Hateful Eight. I, and boy, did you guys ream my bunghole for that one. Yeah, it's an easy swap for me. You know what? Death After Proof watching is it today, better than so much better. I mean, I got to rewatch Hateful Eight, I guess. You don't. You don't I have really the do. eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Hateful eight hours of film. Um, we talked about White Men Can't Jump last week. My favorite American race relations film. The remake. And uh, <laughs> and uh, Hateful Eight, I would say, is like my second favorite. It's a great race relations movie. The way it's written is just so wonderful. With the end with Samuel Jackson and Walton Goggins. And he, he reads the letter from Lincoln, Walton Goggins, and... Right, in that part where he tells him to suck his black ding-dong or whatever. It's the one part I didn't like. <laughs> uh, black dude's dingus. That's the line. Dingus? No way. I believe he says dingus. And it wasn't even so much dingus. It was the fact that he says black dude. Um, 
just wasn't terminology in that in like the 1860s. Yeah, but you know, it's Tarantino. He does his thing. Yeah, he did his thing. All right. Yeah, Death Proof is so much easier a top five consideration than that. I feel like it's uh, largely underrated yeah. in the discussions of Tarantino movies. I Wildly. Think it's, it's extremely good. His, all his movies are good, so it's tough to be you know, narrowing shit down. But you know who makes it? That that one's batting over five hundred for me. Is for sure. uh, I'm a bust a nut up in this bitch. She's that amazing. girl is fucking <laughs> so good. Her laugh is amazing. Just that whole scene where like Zoe pops out of the bushes and, yeah. sh- and she's okay. got like tears streaming down her cheeks, yeah. and then she goes from like Zoe the fucking cat being petrified and crying to like being happier than ever that her friend is still alive, yeah. and then like to like uh, taking the reins and being the man ramming kurt russell's ass yeah pause uh <laughs> fuck that's a good movie death proof rules it really is great you want to talk about a great one take one of my favorites with a diner scene where yes. all the girls are around there and the camera's doing circles enter kurt russell's character in the back he's spying on right. them exit kurt russell's if you're watching it's Unbenounced like announced they're killing that, that monologue kurt russell is sitting in the background in that scene but he, he isn't at the at first and like he yeah. enters and you can see him like st- you know like uh casing the joint studying the women 100 did not know that the first time i saw it it's and it's like a 10 minute scene maybe not that long but it's like a really long single shot of their whole the yeah. four chicks banter and kurt in the background moving around it's great i love that uh harmonica the entrance scene for stuntman mike too shoveling nachos into his fucking face all all like soft like the yeah. the wet nacho oh i love it i love that part for some reason it made me want some nachos nacho grande platters moving along here Does bj bring the bear with him <laughs> can i get a chicken soup for stroke race over here <laughs> um most importantly this week this may have happened just after recording last week's episode, which is why he was omitted. But on May 23rd, the world said goodbye to jazz legend, percussionist extraordinaire, Isaac Red Holt. Drummer for the original drummer for the Ramsey Lewis Trio, who drummed on their uh, gold record, The In Crowd. Do, do, do. Yeah, dude, that guy could tap a mean ride cymbal. The staggeringly prolific trio released more than 20 LPs over the decade that they were together. But it wasn't until 1965 that they had their first smash, a cover of the Billy Page tune, The In Crowd. The trio's gritty, jazzy, instrumental take on the tune, recorded live at the Bohemian Caverns in Washington, D.C., hit number five on the Billboard Hot 100 chart in October 65 and peaked at number two for three weeks on the hot R&B singles. So are these the sample links for this guy? Not for this, though. I was shocked. When I looked up who had sampled, particularly like this, the in crowd, um, I think I played this when Ramsey died. Probably. There's a part where like they quiet down. Mm-hmm. It's just the crowd clapping. Yeah, we already did this right here. <laughs> yeah, we've already done this on this show. Turn it up, and uh, I'm pretty sure you said turn it up that time too. I, I I don't know. I couldn't believe that really nothing notable was sampled. Uh, of any of the Ramsey Lewis trio songs that had Red Holt 
on the drums. Um, but after the success of the in crowd, the band unfortunately broke up. Um, and uh, I'm forgetting uh, now, uh, Lester Young, I think is his name, and, and Red Holt were replaced by Cleveland Eaton and Maurice White, future drummer uh, and co founder of Earth, Wind, and Fire, who plays drums on the two Ramsey Lewis tr- uh, albums that I recommended most recently. In 1966, they formed the Young Holt Trio with pianist Don Walker. They would only make one LP under that name. And uh, after adding. Uh, Ken Chaney, they christened themselves as the Young Holt Unlimited. Now, Young Holt Unlimited, many, many samples. Holt and Young won't be soon forgotten, not least because Young Holt Unlimited have been sampled more than 200 times for hip-hop tracks by the likes of Kendrick Lamar, the Beastie Boys, Eric B. and Rakim, Eminem, Big L, DJ Shadow, EPMD, Gangstar, and many others. Um, particularly this song, Wah Wah Man. And the sample is right here in the beginning. These Big Jay Okerson should walk out to this. Wah Wah. <laughs> wah Wah Man. <laughs> yeah, these drums, if you want to head over to those links... Yeah, sorry, link. I was trying to find a. Uh, I just saw another West Side Gun tweet where he was doing his thing again about producers. He's like, the thing about producers always wanting credit is that they sample records and they don't even give credit. Is they that ain't even your beat, dummy? It's like just a long way to go to be like to really hold on to the fact that you don't give your producers to credit. You're a cheapskate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they don't even know what they're sampling. I'm a goat. They know what they're sampling. I don't know. I you don't just because you don't know what they're it. sampling. All right. Speaking of knowing what they're sampling now, is, are these Wawa Man drum samples? So, uh, yeah, this one, the, this first one is Kendrick, uh, featuring U2 on the album "Damn." Weird song, but I kind of dig it. Those drums, though. Ah, oh. are you telling Woo. me this isn't the U2 drummer? Yeah. I mean, what are they no. even doing? <laughs> I always yeah, assumed I mean, that just they, this was the Bono. Band. Right. Hell no. Where, where's the edge? What's the edge doing right now? I don't know. I just assume featuring you too. Maybe they were playing the music. Anyways, yeah. Hell Mary. So there's the sample right here. Really slowed that one down. All right, here's another one you sent me, and it is uh, Eminem, Brainless, from the Marshall Mathers LP2. Sampling the same drums. So, yeah, again, this sample. And Eminem, that Brainless. Red Holt. I mean, it's a hard-ass drum loop. It's so good. Two bars of hard shit. Also, listen to how early Eminem got, like, just weird and, like... I guess he's always has been he always has been stretching the syllables yeah. the syllables I want to kick his tush but I was I want to kick his tush he says right. something about an anus in the in the chorus too. It's just it's fun. It's 
fun stuff. Eminem really uh, will stretch a rhyme scheme and refuse to get rid of any of it. Yeah, I've been known to do that myself. Yeah. Uh, Vicious Hook. Uh, there was there was like a lot of good stuff in there, but like you don't gotta rhyme Vicious Hook with Kick His Tush. You could take I, I the kick his tush. I wouldn't have left it on the floor, dude. You could you could take the kick his tush out of there. I would have said lick his bush. Lick his polish. bush. <laughs> kick his tush. <laughs> so here's this. Seriously, how do you not? From Strangers in the Night by Young Holden Limited. So this this isn't really a Red Holt sample. Um, it's more of a... Uh, oh, but it's so classic. Yeah. Who's, who's the guy? I'm pretty sure you rapped uh, over this. Ken Chaney. Oh, I did. Me and uh, Wise Guy. Didn't no, no, no. Was it not that? Yeah, yeah, right. That that was this is ordinary swings. dog stuff where yes. we made fun of it with Dylan. Uh oh, for sure. Uh, it's the Crooklyn you know, Dodgers right. sample. Yeah, oh, I feel like I could find it, dude. <laughs> of course you can. <laughs> I don't know which song. Of course it was. you shouldn't. Uh, of course that became Crooklyn Dodgers. Timpani Coco guy, take notes. Used in Spike Lee's Clockers. Two weeks in a row, we mentioned that great film. You think you're hot shit? You ain't nothing but a cold fart, my man. <laughs> Lefty. Uh, all right, Kirkland Dodgers. Clockers yeah, this is one too. sampled son of a gun. Uh, Rubber Lips by Young Holt Unlimited. Sounds like this. Oh, yeah. Now I'm just starting to recognize him before we play Beastie Boys Flute Loop. Oh. Hey, Timothy Coco guy, what you know about this? What you know about this, my dog? Gotta fight for, for real, though. right. Party. <laughs> I'm talking directly to you, Timothy Coco guy. You need to listen to License Ill Communications. To Ill. All the way to Hello Nasty was always my favorite, personally. It's a later Beasties cut, but it's still damn, old. they were untouchable. That still counts as old shit now. Yeah. Timothy Coco guy also messaged and said uh, he agrees with Ed in that you need to shit all over the callers and his and oh good yeah he knows what we're doing here so yeah fuck you idiot hey timmy go guy fuck you up your ass you dumb fart fucking face i was right <laughs> you were shit. wrong i'm smart <laughs> you're dumb <laughs> dude it's not about making fun of him as much as it's about setting us up to talk more right it's like shut the fuck up loser and i'm just like moving on well <laughs> that's all that needs to be said about that idiot all right lots more samples here so this is i'm still here by young holt unlimited sounds like this this one's dope mm. Woo! screaming to be sampled for sure sampled by your old droog the homie who doesn't remember us or care. I bet he'd remember kinda. No, he wouldn't. We'll always he'd have A3C. It. He would deny it. We'll always have Mercules and tequila shots yeah. at AC3. He denied it then. No, oh, shut up. He knew who the hell we were. <laughs> he said it. Or yeah, at least maybe. I saw it in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, your old Droog. Grandma on drums, as I, I like to call him. Yeah. Because I go back. I'm a hipster. Yeah. They didn't say dude in 1789 or whatever. Nope. <laughs> and I've, I've been listening to your old Droog since he was grandma on drums. Yeah, we are kind of hipsters of him. Speaking of tequila shots, what's going on with that proper 12 over there, dog? It's not tequila, first of all. I know, but it's a shot. We're just not to the end of this guy's segment yet. I figured we'd do it at the end of... Mm. You just sent me a never-ending list of samples. So we got to play all of them? Let's do it before we get to the end. All right, well... Can't get enough of you. I'm hankering over here. Sounds a little something like this. Here you 
ago, oh. sir. Oh yeah, dude. This is so. This was sampled on the remix, but it's the remix of a classic. Hey, Timothy Cokes, open up your fucking ears for this one. You ever heard of a little group called Fushnickens? Have you? Have you heard a little thing called Lash Move? We used to love this song, dude. The original. This is yeah. the Fife Dog remix, but which makes it more lovable. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Matt and I used to smoke a lot of weed. Used to in his basement. And watch MTV Jams all the time for hours. Wayne's Bros and MTV Jams. That was pretty much it. Back when MTV Jams kicked cool shit like this, and they would have Butterman doing Hood Fab. Yep. Man. You know hurts the most. That's called motherfucking bars, nigga. Fucking you know nothing about that. I miss Hood Fab with uh, Butterman. Cheers. <laughs> to Lester. I mean, Isaac, Red, Holt. Hardly knew ye. That's probably a poor time to point out that there was one more I saw. Why did it say Lester? I don't know. Wait, there's one more sample, and I, I picked it particularly for you. All right. So you threw me all off trying to take the shot early. Check this out. All right, let me see. I'm not going to look at it, and now I'm just going to play Wah Wah Man. We're back to that. Yeah. Oh, so it's going to be the same one. Well, I don't just know which one. These drums. But they were used on something that you have a direct connection with. Direct connection. I mean, you're not going to guess it off the top. No. I mean, wow, wow, wow. Ooh, okay, yeah, this isn't as... Um, 2707. My dog, Matlock. This wasn't one of my weller-known tracks, Last yeah, you, Train. You directed a music video for a song on this album. I did. It wasn't this one, though, so I didn't remember. Yeah, I don't know this track as well. Matlock, Chicago MC extraordinaire. Still owes me 150 bucks. He still owes Matt <laughs> for shooting a video for a song on this album. 2707. That's the album, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I just saw this. Blat. Boop. Blat. Boop. Blat. Uh, Wild Now performer Jackie O with an H. Oh, like, no. like, oh. Like, oh. Uh, longtime partner of DC Brains in the back seat like Jackie O. Like Jackie O. Oh, um, dead at thirty-two. I don't know who DC Youngfly is, but thirty-two. Um, isn't this like the second or third former Wild and Out cast member to die at a young age in the last year? I know we covered. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's two other guys. Wow, I don't remember Wild and Out coming up in the obit. Hundred uh, percent, not recently, but like last year. I think it was two different guys. One was definitely suicide. I, I don't remember. Definitely. <laughs> well, like it was in the in what we read, and I don't remember exactly what. There was another guy who was like a heavier set fella. Right. I don't remember their names, damn it. Yeah, no, I don't um, watch so Wild Yeah, what's going out. on in Wild and Out, dude? They're just dropping like flies. I only know Timothy De La Ghetto because he's the homie. I only know Kosha Dills. Oh, yeah, he was on <laughs> He's that. on Wild and Out, too. Is he on it or was he on it once? I don't know, but I believe he's on uh, several episodes. What? I, I think so. I could be wrong about that. Man. Um, but yeah, deeply saddened by the passing of Jacqueline Smith, known to the world as Jackie O, talented Wild and Out family member, uh, whose impact will be forever treasured and missed, uh, said MTV. All right. Cause of death not confirmed, and yeah, Pull I guess we're going to have to do this again now. Do you need See, this is what happens when you got to take them early, all out of whack now, dude. Um, she was kind of foin. It's very foin. <whistles> I'm saying Vax. Obviously, she's 32. I mean, obviously. It could have also been a little, you know, took care of her something herself. 
mental health and all that. Okay, well, anyone who went and got the vax and died from it, suicide. What? Getting the vaccine is suicide. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, I got it. I just haven't died yet. <laughs> yeah, and when you do... It'll be that. It'll have finally taken effect. Hopefully, I'll like, I die at like 94 in terms... Makes it to 95. It was, and he's the like, it was the vax. It was the vax. <laughs> While terms on life support being pumped full of all fluids and shit, just like, yeah. you shouldn't have gotten that 70 years ago. All right, here's one more. It's still wreaking havoc. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> all right, cheers. Okay. Uh, R.I.P. Jackie O. Oof. We hardly knew ye. All right. Blah, 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 yeah, blah, 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 blah. I, I guess it was just an instrumental. Um, real quick, here's a, a fan question from uh, Two Trains. What's up, you queers? It's Terms favorite. Hey, I just want to let you know, Ak, I'm just going to call too much, but uh, I'm really honored that you chose me. You're really a uh, nerd. Mary on the fuck Mary kill. I'll tell you, bro, I would take very good care of you. You know, I'm the breadwinner in my That's house. Dog. You know, you wouldn't have to worry about nothing. Love you, boys. Suck my dick. Now I'm not so sure about our love because I'm also the breadwinner in my house. I feel like we're two alphas and we're just going to butt heads. Or butt fuck. Yeah, but who's going to be on bottom? Not me, not two trains. Um, this isn't going to work, dude. Swap. You know, I'm, The papers are in the mail, two trains. We're getting divorced. <laughs> Good call, two trains. Really gave us a lot <laughs> to work with. Oh, you guys. No, we did it. We're having fun. We did our job. A uh, quick fourth wall breakdown. We started this episode and then stopped and started again. Because Five minutes was, in, we tried and we were like, this feels wrong. It was awkward <laughs> and bad. What's what happens when we try and squeeze two, I guess, four podcasts in the same week? We had to do this early because we're just, we have a show Saturday, we have a show Sunday. Uh, it's Monday's a travel day, and then you're going to be with your lady. And I didn't want the first thing, you know, I'm sure you didn't either. No. To be like, hey, welcome to town. I got to go do three hours of podcasting. So yeah. it's easier to knock it out early. So we did it. Second time's a charm. Hearing that Mr. Bob Dabalina song, the second time just... Mr. Bobalina! <laughs> it's different. Um, what am I doing here? Oh, yeah. TPS Sports Podcast at gmail.com and 708-797-3079. We can talk a little more uh, next week about uh, you know our new release, or at least next week. Make sure to uh, pre-save and don't forget about the uh, the streaming, the studio version. Screening. Sounds great. Yeah. But in the meantime, please uh, watch the video and share it with a friend who may have forgotten about you boys. Because uh, we're getting old, guys. We still rap, but we're old now. Um, oh, yeah. And something I maybe should have said last week. Condolences to the Celtics. Yeah. Right. You guys really fucked it up there. Seriously, dude. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for Game Seven. That Dog was like, shit. Opening play. Tatum ankle roll. I was like, oh. Well, I was like, this is gonna be the whole game now. Would have been cool. It's no, like they, it's, they really never found. They caught no lightning. You know, they they didn't catch. Also. Going into it, we were treating the fact that it's in Boston like, oh, it's a lock. I didn't. I didn't think so. During the game. I was saying, you know, they probably would be playing better in Miami. Yeah. There's there's must be uh, whatever the capacity of the garden is, 20,000, the weight of 20,000 people's, like, they're riding on you. It's on your shoulders. Yeah. 
Um, I don't even think it's that. I've seen a, a number of game sevens where both teams sort of took like the whole <laughs> fumbly, nervous energy just of like nervous so much energy. on the line. It doesn't matter how pro you are or if you just had a 50 piece. It's like it's game seven in like the rest of your season. Yeah. And, and more like, you know, coaches are getting fired when they fucking lose a series this year. And it was just like the both teams were playing like shit. And then Miami caught heat pun intended and boston just never did. i don't even think it's like the impossibility of winning four straight after losing three straight it's that fourth one has so much fucking pressure on it yeah yeah they keep drilling it into their heads it's still amazing what day. boston did it's never been done it's never ever been done trying to do what no nba team yeah, has yeah, ever yeah. done but they're like fuck I i'm wish still didn't pretty say that. i'm still pretty blown away they won the games four five and six yeah like that Especially was incredible the way me. they won game six yeah but anyways, condolences and uh, sorry about so that. So as we're recording now, we've only seen game one, and even though sweep, I'm going Denver. Denver sweep. I was thinking in the first half of game one, it, it, which they were up. Denver was up like 24 points at one point, I think 23. Uh, and I was thinking then I was like, Miami is just never out. Like I don't care if there's. Th- I was thinking to myself, if there's yeah. three minutes left in the fourth and they're down 15, like you can just never count Miami out. And sure enough. They made a run at the end where like Lowry just pulled up and hit three threes, and they just cut a deficit all the way down to like nine. Yeah, it was like, still and work. it was twenty four to nine. You know, they right. just ran at it at the end, and I'm like, God damn it! Like, I I don't think they're gonna get swept. I could be wrong, obviously, but uh, I think Miami is just a, a major threat. Bet you five. Have you heard these stats that they get swept? I'll bet you five right now. They Let's don't do get swept. Shaking on it, dude. We just shook. Um. I just and I'm not rooting for them. However, I feel like they're so fucking scrappy this season. Literally, I just learned this in the last game. Uh, lowest scoring team in the NBA all season, number thirty, and, and they're in the finals. They just you just can't, you just don't know with these guys. Yeah, and I think they're gonna clear like uh, Tyler Hero to come back. I don't know the guys that were on the bench are Gabe Vincent's back now. Tyler Hero, you're my hero. <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking forward to watching yeah, the rest of it. Now that he's got Jack Harlow training him right. and making uh, feeding him detox and fluids. detox. Yeah, yeah dude, he's, he's going to be It's a vibe, dude. He's going to be good. It's a vibe. It's chill. <laughs> um, uh, since we're <laughs> mentioning what we should have said last week, in typical Palmer Squares fashion, what's talking about the Is What It Is podcast, having no idea that the two hosts are legendary rappers Cameron and Mace. What? Yeah, it's Cameron and Mace that hosts that show. That was Mace in the video? It might have been him with the, the hood on. I think that was Cameron reading from the Okay, because I might not recognize Cameron. I was never a Cameron head. I only recognize I him with the furry pink dude. outfit and the flip phone. Of course. Legend. <laughs> it's like seeing your teacher in elementary school at the grocery store. Right. She's like, you're not in the pink fluffy shit. You're not Cameron. No. But Mace CD, it's just like Big Willie style, dude. I ran it. I just fucking wore it out. <laughs> I had no clue. Kill a Cam and Mace. Uh, uh, yes, they do a much better podcast than we do. And true. A lot more people listen to it. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the one. Um, no, 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 a lot of people still listen to this show. I didn't mean to to imply otherwise, but more people listen to theirs. You, know? you guys, palmersquares.com slash shop. Get some merchandise. And don't forget, Junkyard Samurai 2, the full project, will be out on July 14th. And we'll be sharing a lot more promo with pre-save links and such. When you see that, click the links, please. Click. It make it, it, it ensures you just will get an alert when it comes out. It helps our followers on Spotify and our numbers and to ensure we have a successful release. Yeah. July 14th, you guys. It's coming. It's the next thing we're, we're dropping, and it's going to be toy. And um, speaking of palmersquares.com slash shop, 
We have re-upped in every size of the t-shirts. Yeah! All t-shirts, all yep, sizes. Yep, yeah! They're available. Go get them. Hell yeah! Make them unavailable again. I'm an idea! There's two guys who were waiting a month because they ordered things that were out of stock, and we finally got them, and I sent them out yesterday. So yeah, dude. thank you for waiting. Yeah, dude. Thank you for waiting. <laughs> um, and uh, Planet of the Shapes vinyl. Uh, I don't know if you got in on the Memorial Day sale, but they're not on sale anymore. Full price again. Go get them. BishopRecords.com. And um, shows. Our next show will be in Baltimore with Wax Jarve and the Grilled Lincolns. That's August 25th. Uh, and then we have Halloween with Tropidelic, Fort Walton Beach. All these next shows are with Tropidelic and sun-dried vibes on the fall tour. Um, so, yeah, Halloween, Fort Walton Beach, Florida. November 1st, Jacksonville. November 2nd, DeLand. And November 3rd, Stewart, Florida. Uh, then again on November 10th in Atlanta. And November 11th in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro. Uh, <laughs> Is that an interstellar quote? Yeah. Also, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> uh, two weeks ago, when doing the obit for Jim Brown, legendary football player and the dude from Mars Attacks, yeah, totally uh, disgracefully omitted the fact that he commentated the first UFC card. How dare you? UFC one. How dare you cut wind before me? Was <laughs> commentated by Jim Brown. Fun fact: Have you seen UFC one? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Of course. There's been 300 of them. I don't know. Um, it's legend. I think they have it on YouTube for free. Uh, but have you seen all four episodes of McGregor Forever? Get at me, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> uh, UFC won. I think the first fight was between a 200-pound French karate guy and a 400-pound like Samoan or something, uh, like sumo-looking guy. And the 400-pound the guy gets finished with a kick to the face in like 20 Yikes. seconds it's awesome um, it's fucking great tickets on sale now for all those shows is what we're saying and uh the palmer scores p.o box 47772 chicago illinois 60647 <laughs> send us something in the mail if you so choose send us something um you know follow me at ecumenal i'm over there i'm out there i'm doing things i'm also at ir term there we go there we go get the personals in there i-a-r-e uh, and a term. big shout out to everybody that um, obviously who, who's been a patron, but uh, specifically the new ones, people that came over uh, to see the early preview of Mumble Rapper. We appreciate that. Fuck Very yeah. much appreciate y'all coming over. Uh, you guys are the best. We made it a little bit longer of an exclusive preview period specifically to incentivize you to come support our maybe our best right. one take. Um, and the feedback has been only great. So thank like you guys. Like I said, $3 a month. If you can't afford $3 a month... What kind of low-down <laughs> bum? It's like why we're asking for $3 a month is we're <laughs> low-down bums. And now we're shaming them. I'll tell you something. I've paid $10 for the past eight or nine months. AOL account still. He doesn't even use it. No, to Planet Fitness. <laughs> and talk about not even using it. Wow. I've been there four times. Wow. I've had it for eight months. You should probably just cancel it. I should. But my girlfriend said that. I got a bench that. downstairs. We could just go do man stuff together. My bird is... Uh, my bird she is she mine. Is, yeah. She is mine. <laughs> you own her. Berta said that I should just cancel it, and I was like... You should. You're not using it. But of all the things uh, that I lack on, slack on... I make up for in a membership I on. don't use. <laughs> no, but like, if I, say, if I like... Uh, she's like, you should clean something, and I'm like, eh. She'll like hound me on it. So it's like... You don't why even don't, live together. Why don't you hound me on this? Just, and be like, her, just tell her you cleaned it. Like, get off your ass and go lift some shit at the gym. 
Don't just tell me to cancel it. Clean and when jerk, I haven't even like jerk. made any gains. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? You've just wasted eighty dollars, and you're like, don't tell me to waste eighty to not waste eighty more. No, encourage me to start utilizing it, not just go cancel it, like a bitch. Dude, you're a bitch. You you train Muay Thai. You got you got physical activity. Yeah. Maybe you're not a bodybuilder. Um. Anyway. Anywho, now. Anywho. Uh, what was I saying? I went oh, to yeah. a, a Sox game with my dad. Why don't you tell me your whole life story? And um. <laughs> Usually when I go to the Sox game, I'll bring in like a snack, like a bag of chips or something. I'll just put it in my waist. Ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he shoves peanuts up I, his turd I put shoot. it in my like the back of my waistband, <laughs> above my ass, and uh, in the front because I don't have pockets. I put like my phone and my wallet, and my keys. They're all like in my waistband, and my weed pen, and I put a Lacroix also. Jesus Christ, dude! You must look like Batman with a tactical belt. So it was like ninety degrees, and I put a <laughs> I had a windbreaker on. <laughs> I put on a windbreaker to cover my waist <laughs> so you couldn't see the bulges, and I go through the metal detector, and it keeps going off. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, I'm gonna get found out. Uh, I had my cowboy hat also. You know, because it's like... Uh, you didn't put stuff under it like the bong guy in Canada? Wouldn't have worked. Use every crevice in I your did, outfit you have to, to take stuff it off. shit that doesn't belong in the stadium? You have to take it off and put it on the table on the side with your keys and everything. Yeah, that's and why you tape through. stuff to the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> underneath. Uh, but it keeps going off. A <laughs> bag of gummy worms. And like your wristband at the grocery store, I thought, cowboy hat, that'll distract him from the waist bulge. I'll be good to go. <laughs> I wasn't though And it keeps going off And I have a choice in my head of like You walked through with like Take LaCroix. the LaCroix out of your waist Or the pen Maybe it's the pen It's the, water the weed, Just get water there Maybe the weed vape thing is setting it off So I chose to put take the weed vape out And slap that on the table Thinking maybe they'll take this from me But it's legal in Illinois I guess it might not be legal to take into the game But the guy's like uh, Oh it's just a vape puts it through it keeps going off so finally i have it's an to aluminum can <laughs> that's exactly i didn't think aluminum sets off a metal detector dumbass it does though uh i took off the windbreaker because i was like maybe it's the zipper <laughs> it goes windbreaker. off again and then the lady's like strip <laughs> what's that she's pointing at the bulge in my waist what's that right there peanuts and popcorn <laughs> So I finally take it out, and, and all the staff like laughed at me. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> no, but it, it wasn't like that. No, uh, but that's how I am. We were laughing together. They weren't laughing at me. They were laughing with me. Were they black individuals? <laughs> yeah, of course. they were laughing at you. The they were definitely game. laughing. It's at the salt you. side. <laughs> that's why I asked. That's why I knew. So after the game, either way, I go in and I'm like, "Hey, they let this me." Story never ends. They let me keep my pen. <laughs> All I lost was a, a LaCroix. That's like 50 cents. LaCroix. So uh, we go in. Uh, Sox got their asses whooped. I bet. We were playing the LA Angels, though, and they got this guy, Otani, who's like a new Japanese phenom. He might be the greatest baseball player of all time. In 15 years from now, I might be able to say, hey, shit, I got to see Otani hit a home run. Yeah. In sure. person. It's pretty okay. cool. Yeah. Sox got whooped, though. So we leave early. And then... We, we pass the entrance, and I see my LaCroix sitting there, and I go up, and I'm like, hey, can I have my LaCroix back? Y'all took this from me? Pathetic. And they gave it to me. I was like, look at that. Walked in with all these items, got one taken, walked out, all the same items. You know what hurts the most? What a game. 
And then I get home and I find out that my pen fell from my waist. You lost a pen too? So so my vape is gone. I lost my vape at the car wash, dude. Yeah. Wow, good story. We I'd like relate. to get into a detailed explanation of how uh, my review of the Succession series finale. <laughs> now, 7, 8, 9, and 10 is, were Peters, but let's I, really get down to the... I told people when we, when we went to the uh, SLS, the Street League, I found Shut a pen. So this was like uh, the universe <laughs> evening things out. Now yeah. I lost a pen. All right. Um... You're speaking done talking. <laughs> you are. We're gonna do Patreon now. Speaking it's an of, hour twenty, not enough. Speaking of series finales, did you watch Barry? Yeah, and you you hyped it too much. All right, we'll talk about it on the Patreon. God damn you! Thank dude. you for listening. <laughs> this has been the TPS Reports podcast. Unbelievable smooches. I mean, no, wait, no, no, we, no, don't no, do no, 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 we don't do that. No, 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 no. We don't do that. Redacted, redacted smooch. Kill Whitey. Hey, asshole! I still have to tell everybody that we're ending with "This Is My Jam" by Wax and Herbal Tea, and that they can find it in the Smoochy Gang playlist on Spotify. Now say it. All right, you told them. Kill Whitey. Kill Whitey. <laughs> <laughs> When it was on a CD or a tape and shit. Man, that was my favorite shit Yeah, I still play that shit That's what I'm saying Right now, we could be playing it We'll put it on Oh, man, I love that song Yeah, I thought it would be helpful Thank you, man You're welcome Now I'm feeling wonderful My problems have melted I'm glad to hear that You know this music is medicinal I can't think of any other jam I'd rather listen to Ooh, 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 ooh. What's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? On a cloud, that's why I be playing it so loud. This may be my favorite jam of all time, no doubt. For me, I'd say it's at least top five. Yeah, I hear that. An absolutely classic track, and every time I hear it once, you know I gotta run it back. I can't blame you. Honestly, I feel the same, bruh. When I had it in my CD changer, I would be happy when it came up. <laughs> oh, yeah, in shuffle mode, I'd be driving up the road singing every fucking note. This song is the fucking go. Yeah, that's true, man. Damn. Damn, that's why I call it my jam. Play it again, fam. What's the matter with you? What, what's the matter? Ooh, you need to kick it with me. You gotta kick it with me. God damn. Hey. Man, this is my jam. This is my jam. This is my jam. This is my jam. It is. To the bridge. Let me take you for a ride. Destiny inside your eyes. We're gonna get stronger by the minute. Nothing wrong with pushing the limit The ride of your
Jay.